Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Prophecy for today. This is Heather and I'm coming to you uh, really quick today because I wanted to try and attempt to read this article um, to you guys. If you guys are not, um, subscribe to the JMR Kells um, uh, newsletter that she sends out. She also sends out one in print quarterly. Um, you guys may want to do that. You can go to olivetreeviews.org and sign up for that. But I got this email and I wanted to read it to you guys. I got it a few days ago, but as you can tell, my voice is not quite back to normal. Um, and um, but that's okay. It's uh, it was quite different not being able to say anything um, for three days. Um, that was quite an experience for me, uh, if you know me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so let's jump into this while I still have a little bit of my voice um, to tell you guys. So top 10 significant stories of 2022. This is written by Jan Markell, and that is of olivetreeviews.org. Um, if you haven't got a chance, please check her out. Listen uh, to her radio program, which is broadcast in, I think, over a thousand stations. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Reflecting back on 2022, I found myself uh, in the same yearly predicament. How do we select top 10 stories of the year when in reality there were 110 prominent happenings um, during the year as the last days wind down? She goes, let me share some that I feel are worth discussing. She said, and all of them have prophetic implications. Number one, she says, is the rise of the World Economic Forum or the WEF cabal and their rush to global government. <clears throat> says, 10 years ago, had you heard of Klaus Schwab? How about you all know Harari? Were you tracking them even five years ago? Of course not. Today, many are aware of this crowd and their one world intentions. A lot of our readers understand this is the true shadow government. Revelation 13 outlines their scheme as well. <clears throat> Folks, if you haven't um, read Revelation chapter 13 or any of Revelation, please do. Um, Jesus says that if you read and heed that book, he will bless you. So that's the only book that has a blessing with it. Anyway, second story is the stirring up of the spirit of the Antichrist. We all see the new lawlessness and rebellion in every aspect of society. Its current overdrive was sparked in my hometown, Minneapolis, in May 2020, she said, with the George Floyd ordeal. Now police forces are reduced, criminals face no bail, and prosecutors encourage more lawlessness. But the spirit of the Antichrist is everywhere in our government, schools, and more. It is priming the pump for the real Antichrist. Government knows best. Trust it. She says, that has been the mantra in the Western world for almost three years. Trust the government for vaccines to properly handle pandemics and other health issues and to keep you well. Millions bought into it. Millions will now transition from trusting government to trusting the Antichrist. The next story is the rise of the green dragon, the worship of Mother Earth. Entire continents have caved to the religion of climate change and environmentalism. They worship Mother Earth rather than loving Father God. Joe Biden wants to block the sun to fight global warming. In the name of saving energy, farmers in Europe are being put out of business. An action that is inviting a famine. Sane people know this is lunacy, but they are helpless when their governments mandate foolishness. The next story is the race towards digital currency, central bank digital currency, and you'll hear this a lot, CBDC. And I'll say that for short. <laughs> Why are we surprised when our authorities tell us cash is going away? 
The cashless system plays a prominent biblical end-time role. More than 100 nations are exploring CBDCs, according to the IMF. The Biden administration is pushing this. It is being portrayed as the answer to many of the world's problems. We could see it in 2023. The decline of America, rise of radical liberalism, and lack of a world leader. Although it's tough to watch, America is in decline. At the same time, name even one global leader. Leftists are trying to make America a liberal paradise like Venezuela. Sadly, the result is more like a banana republic. Progressives are attempting to accomplish what every other socialist, communist country has. Destroy the middle class, obtain unending power, create a permanent welfare state and create total dependence you can't have a superpower when the goal is global government christians are canceled jews are under attack when sam brownback's national committee for religious freedom needed a bank account they went to jp morgan chase they quickly realized their account was closed they are fighting back at this time or at the same time jews were under attack in many countries assaults have increased over 100 percent in the last year new york city attack Attacks against Jews are up 125% in the last year. The, quote, people of the book, unquote, Jews and Christians are hated as the Bible foretold. The rise of strong delusion and global deception. How else do you explain the rage that girls can become boys and boys can become girls? That men can join women's sports and change clothes in ladies' locker rooms? And that all of this is totally normal and healthy? Trans-identifying kids in the U.S. have increased by almost 1,000 in the last two years how do you explain the love of killing a baby in the womb at any stage of life with a torturous procedure god will not tolerate this much longer i agree running amok apostasy in the church you know folks this hits close to home because that's a special place in my heart that i take a stand against i even wrote a book about it oh hmm Anyway, oh, by the way, I want to thank everybody that took um, advantage of the deal that I had there on the Kindle. Um, all those books were for free um, if you had the Kindle Unlimited. And I will be running that again um, around Christmas, too. And if you did like any of those books, well, I sure would appreciate if you would um, go and uh, uh, if you could, if you would, if you have a moment, at least just do a book review, whether good or bad. I don't care. Um, any review helps, you know, I just kind of want to know what you guys thought. But anyway. Uh, back to the back to the story here. So uh, running amok apostasy in the church. She says it would take a 300 page book to summarize the current state of the church. Now in the last two years, thousands have gone woke, seeker sensitive and more. Social justice has replaced salvation. You can see that in the SBC. I just throw that in there for free. <laughs> Many teach that the church will make the world a better place, even perfect. The sheep are trying to find a solid church and one that talks about issues of the day and Bible prophecy. Many churches want to tell people uh, they can have their best life now. Yes, folks, that's what's going on in the world. If you haven't seen that, I know you have. If you listen to people like me and uh, uh, Mark Henry, and if you listen to, you know, Pastor Billy Crone, all of this, then you guys know. And I want to throw this in here really, really quick. Um, if you haven't watched Pastor Billy Crone's update on Sunday, his uh, sermon on Sunday, if you guys are over in the UK or if you are in Scotland, like he talked about wine in Scotland, um, anywhere, London, I don't care, Australia, New Zealand, even the United States, and you cannot absolutely find a Bible-believing preaching church you guys can email them at home church at sunrise uh, no i'm sorry 
uh, home church at getalifemedia.net. And they are going to set you guys up where you can have a home church. If you were happen to be on my uh, website here lately, where I haven't been able to talk, but I have been able to blog <laughs> a little bit. I mentioned that in my latest blog, too. So if you guys go there, you can get all that information. And if you absolutely can, it's like we've come full circle. How did the church start? Started in homes. And here in the end days, how are we going to end? Probably in, in people's homes. So anyway, just remember the church is the body of Christ, not the building. <laughs> So anyway, back to her last article. So this is her last story. She says, the staggering rise of the paranormal and occult called sorcery in the Bible. The world and some in the church are dancing with the devil. Social media encourages this and and provides a platform. Even Christians dabble in things they know they shouldn't. There, Then there is the blatant the Commonwealth Games last summer that featured the recreation of the Tower of Babel and a woman riding a beast. Guys, I covered that. If you if you saw that, I even had, well, my YouTube was taken down, but I think I still have it on my Rumble channel. Anyway, uh, with many bowing down to the beast. This is all leading to rampant sorcery talked about in Revelation. And there is a, com- oh, and there it is is combined with drugs yes folks that's pharmacaea that's where the bible gets sorcery comes from pharmacaea where we get our word pharmacy anyway she continues and she says what did you think the last days would look like believe the bible when it calls our times perilous and filled with people possessing selfish reckless motives god is orchestrating events to wind up this amazing drama known as the church age the last act may be on display expected trumpet and a shout any day guys it's first lesson first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 folks i'm telling you and not only when she says the selfish and reckless motive she's absolutely correct but i do want to throw in here like i say it every time i get the chance deception jesus said deception would be so great that if it was even so that the elect would be deceived but of course we're not because we have the holy spirit Folks, if you are dabbling in this Enneagram, if you are dabbling in all this other garbage, folks, I implore you to get out while you can repent, ask Christ to forgive you, get out. If you look at your horoscope, you know, you know, Satan is very subtle, very subtle in these days. He'll come in and, you know, make it seem, you know, all innocent and stuff. It is not innocent. If you're looking at horoscopes or anything like that, I implore you right now to repent and get out you know i did that in my early 20s too had to repent and get out of that i didn't know until i read in the bible where it said that and i was like whoa so if you don't read your word you know you may not know these things but like i say get in the word of god let the word of god get into you because otherwise you're not gonna know you can sit in church on sunday and you can listen to these feel-good messages because these preachers aren't preaching the truth and they're not preaching to help you like the church that i attend right now He's an evangelist, which that's fantastic if you're wanting to lead people to Christ. But then you have other people who believe, you know, we already believe we want to get fed, you know. So, you know, sometimes you have to break away and maybe find another church where you can get fed at, even though you love those people, which I do. I love them very much. My pastor is fantastic. And he is. He's great at evangelizing. But. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, find where you're going to get fed. And my pastor, where I started going to church, they're retired. But now he's preaching at another church. And so um, that's where I'm going to go because he preaches on 
end times prophecy. He preaches on homosexuality. He preaches on all of the stuff that needs to be told to people who already believe, who already know the Lord. So there's a difference between getting fed and, you know, going, you know, there's, there's a, you know, time and a place where God has called everybody to do certain things. And I wholeheartedly believe that my pastor is called to evangelize. He is. That's God has given him that ability. And so, but for me, I need to go where I'm going to get fed. And so I'm returning back uh, to go back with my other pastor, my, my pastor who, you know, I started going to. So anyway, if you guys do live in the Amarillo area, um, please go to uh, the River Road Paramount Baptist Church and you guys will get fed for sure. Um, they are going to break away from the, uh, the Paramount Baptist Church. But anyway, you guys could probably care less about that. <laughs> but guys, like I say, you have got to got to know what's going on in the world. If you don't read your Bible, number one, you're not going to be corrected. Right? We don't read the Bible just because, you know, it's all rainbows and butterflies, right? Which there's a lot of that in there. <laughs> but you read the Bible to be corrected, right? You know, God corrects those whom he loves. And so if you don't read in the word like, whoa, I'm not supposed to be doing that. You may not know. So anyway. Guys, during these end times, we need to um, really hold close to the Lord right now. We need to, like, I always I always imagine I'm hanging on to the hem of his robe, you know, um, especially when I'm sick. You know, if you like, you like the woman, remember, uh, who had the issue with the blood. She goes, oh, if I could just touch his robe, I'll be healed, you know, and she was. And, oh, it's amazing. But Jesus' promises are, are for us today, too. So it's called the living and active word of God. And so anyway, guys, I am going to get off of here because I know I sound terrible. Um, but I just wanted to read you guys that article and if or not article, but her email. So if you are, if you don't signed up for that boy, you really need to be um, because she sends out a lot of good stuff. But anyway, with that, guys, I'm really going to get off of here. And um, thank you so much um, for listening or, you know, trying to listen to me talk today. I know it was probably hard on your ears, but um Anyway, guys, I do love each and every one of you guys, and I've been praying for all of y'all as well, and I appreciate y'all's prayers for me, too. Um, during this day and age, we really need to stick together as the family of Christ. And as always, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm telling you, you better make that decision today. You better make the decision today. You do not have a whole lot of time and you don't want to go through the tribulation and you're not even guaranteed to make it through the tribulation. You're not guaranteed to make it through like the rapture. Once we're raptured, I hate to tell you, but there's going to be planes crashing, uh, plane, trains, derail, all kinds of things are going to happen because Christians hold prominent offices everywhere. You know, we're pilots. We are administrators. We do all kinds of things. And if you're on that plane, you know, and that pilot, boom, is raptured, but maybe the pilot and the co-pilot, but what are you going to do? You're going to die. And so you're not guaranteed anything. So, you know, this world, they can make up all the excuses that they want to. Aliens took them. Mother Earth took them to re-fix their consciousness or whatever. They're going to come up with all kinds of garbage, and it's going to sound good. And if you're being deceived by the vaccine and all this other garbage right now, you will most definitely be deceived by whatever they tell you, whatever they tell you. And the folks that have heard the gospel and they have hardened their heart against Christ and they said, no, well, guess what? God's going to send a great delusion. And he talks about it in Thessalonians and uh, you will fall for that deception. No matter what, you'll fall for it because you lost your opportunity because you 
blatantly hardened your heart against Christ, and there will be no hope for you at that point in time. And so while you are still contemplating, please, please pray to the Lord today. Ask him to forgive you. There's no special prayer. There is no sinner's prayer. There is no none of that that you say. You yourself know that you are a sinner. If you've, if you've ever lied or anything, you know you are a sinner. You know you need a Savior because you can't fix what you've done. There's nothing that's going to wipe that muck off of you. You know what I mean? I know I'm a sinner too. I've done horrible, wretched things myself. But you know, the good news is you, as you sit right now as a horrible, wretched sinner, guess what? There is good news, which is what the gospel means. Good news for you today, right now, today, you can be a brand new person. You can be a brand new creature in Christ, the Bible says. You have to, number one, admit that you are a sinner and you do need a savior. Wow. How hard is that? We all know that. You can't be prideful, arrogant. That's what Satan was. And that's why he was cast down. You know, so please, today, make make that profession of faith. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am a wretched, horrible sinner. I need you to save me. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. And he will. There's no special prayer. You just have to tell him from your heart. Tell him from your heart. God sent Jesus. He was born of a virgin, just like the scriptures said. He lived a perfect, sinless life, something that we could never do. He was the atonement of our sin. He died for us on a cross. He hung on a cross, shed his blood for our sin. There's no atonement without blood. You can't, you can't cover up a sin. You know, the, the Jewish people would do the lambs. They would slaughter them, you know, because it has to be a blood sacrifice. But Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for us. That way there is no more of that. He hung and he died on a cross. And guess what? Three days later, just like scripture said, and just like God said, by the power of God, he raised him from the dead. And he lived another like 40 days on earth. People, thousands of people saw him. And then God called him up. So he now sits on the right hand of the throne of God. Because you know what? It's finished he said when he hung on that cross he said it's finished which means it's done did you know that the veil was torn from the top to the bottom was where the priests go in torn and it wasn't no curtain folks it was thick like i'm talking i think it was like eight nine inches thick. it was very thick and it was ripped from the top to the bottom you know what that signifies that means that we don't need an earthly priest and god tells us in the bible jesus says don't call anyone earth your father you have one father and he is in heaven. Now he's not talking about your dad, your earthly dad. He's talking about like a priest. Like don't call anyone else your father because you have one father and he is in heaven. He is your heavenly father. That's who we pray to because when Jesus died on the cross and that veil was ripped, that gave us, that gave us permission. That gave us the authority that we can go to Christ ourselves. We can go to God ourselves and meet him at his throne and pray to him right there. We don't need a mini intermediary. We don't need a priest. We have one. Jesus Christ is our priest. He is our righteous priest. Isn't that amazing? That, folks, is amazing. And Jesus is up there. He is our advocate. He, because Satan, you know what Satan's name, you know what that means? The accuser of the brethren. And that's what he does. Did you see what Heather did? Did you see what Heather did? Oh, you see what she said? Did you, did you, did you? It's kind of like that Nelly from, um, what is it, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> anyway, but Jesus is up there saying, Father, 
She's asked me for forgiveness. I've forgiven all of her sins. So, folks, as soon as you ask Christ to forgive you, God says, as far as the east is from the west, as far as the west is as far as he has forgiven your sins. He's forgotten them and he remembers them no more. God says, I've blotted them out and I remember them no more. So once you've been forgiven, you are forgiven forevermore. Don't let Satan bring that stuff back up to you. Anyway, guys, sorry. Okay, I'm going to get off of here. <laughs> I'm just, it's, now is the time to make the decision. I, you know, I, I can't express it anymore. And I know you know that if you're a Christian, please get out there and tell people. Show them the love of God. Show them how much God loves them. Just be be his light. That's what we're here for. We're not supposed to hide it under a bucket, right? We're supposed to put it up on a lampstand so the whole room gets light. Okay. Anyway, guys, I'm going to get off here before I totally lose my voice. <laughs> All right. I love each and every one of you. And, and uh, I thank you guys so much. And uh, I kind of miss jumping on here. <laughs> So anyway, let's let's close them in prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Father God, I thank you for everything that you have done for us. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you've given us your word so that we will not be afraid during these end times. And I thank you, Lord, that you have promised that no matter what happens to us, you have given us eternal life. So whether we die here on earth or we go in the rapture, Lord, that we know we will be with you forever and ever. And Father God, I just ask, Lord, that if anybody is fearful or if they're afraid, Lord, that your perfect love would cast out fear, Father God, that they would trust you and put their faith in you, especially during these end times, and know that we are not here for ourselves, but we are here to tell about your kingdom that is coming. Father, I thank you for all of this, and Lord God, I ask that you give each and every uh, boldness to preach your word and teach your word in compassion for our brothers and sisters. And for those that are lost, Lord, you give us compassion for those, Lord, that we would tell them in love. Father God, I ask you all these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.